Hi everybody, this is John with Out of Character. Uh, sorry if this episode's a little bit late. I kind of had a last minute desire to record something. I was going to post a different episode this week, but something came in the mail that made me change my mind. Today's episode is not really a GM tip thing. It's more of just a general discussion of a certain class in Dungeons and Dragons. Today I want to talk about the Druid, or Druid, however you wish to pronounce it. I'm going to say Druid because I'm probably going to say it wrong the entire time, so I apologize if any of you are saying Druid and are saying it correctly. What I got that made me think about this, because it's a class I have never played. Um, I don't get to play D&D very much. I usually am running the games. Every once in a while I'll get to make a character, so I usually make, like, something I've played before and know I'll have a good time with. But I got something in the mail today that I ordered and it made me want to make one and I'm going to get to play them tomorrow with any luck. What I got was a deck of cards from a company called Arcane Goods. Uh, If you have seen any of their stuff online, they make various cool little bits and bobs that you can use in your Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Uh, among them, the thing that caught my eye especially was this deck of cards. It's, a wild, it's the Wild Shapes deck. It's a deck of 86 cards that has all the Wild Shape eligible beasts that you can turn into as a druid with the Wild Shape ability. The One of the reasons I don't really... I, I've never even tried to make one of these characters is in 5th edition... The way it works is basically you turn into an animal that you've seen and with certain limitations. Uh, you know, there's like a level restriction based on the challenge rating of the creature. And at lower levels, like you can't have a creature that has flying or you can't have a creature that has swimming. But those restrictions quickly drop away over time. By 8th level, you're turning into like giant eagles and things like that. And I like that restriction. It, it, it's the kind of thing that I think people can, it can kind of bum you out when you make your first character in this class. And you're like, oh, cool. I'm going to turn into like a tiger. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like Kalith from Critical Role. I'm going to turn into tigers and stuff. It's going to be cool. Maybe you read the new Critical Role comic. Spoiler alert if you haven't. And you're like, she turns into a giant tiger. That's totally awesome. And then you find out, it's like, well, turning into a tiger is a bit beyond you at level one. At this level, you're turning into smaller animals that are still fun and entertaining. Like, maybe you turn into a wolf. So that's like, if you're like level two, when you're getting this, like, you're turning into things like wolves and rats and cats and stuff like that. You're not turning into, like, an eagle or uh, a giant alligator or any kind of stuff like that. So what I did was I sat down and I had an idea for my druid today. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see what kind of shapes I can take and how easy it becomes to do this with this deck. Because every time I do it, I think about, like, man, normally what you have to do, and I've seen this on Critical Role, is one of two things happens when the druid wants to use their wild shape ability. Either the one of the many books comes out, and there's a rapid series of page flips to find the creature, and then you have to sit there and hold the book kind of awkwardly, taking up your vital table space. If you have a nice big table like they do on Critical Role, not a very big deal. Um, they have the, especially for the new season, they have that lovely, beautiful, huge table. Um, but if you're playing on your kitchen table and you're like trying to hold the book and flip through and you need a place to roll your dice and it's just table space may not be something that you want to waste. And it just kind of stinks to sit there and have to hold the book in case like the gym's like, hey, make a perception check or, you know, 
oh, well, I have, do I have a thing for this? The other thing I've seen that they do is uh, they'll have the a binder. Now, this is actually a really smart way to do it, is just have a quick little binder of your most common animal forms, and you flip through, and you're like, oh, I turn into a giant tiger, or no, I turn into a lion, and, you know, then you can just flip to that page. But then again, it's very similar. It's easier to have a binder open than, you know, a book that you've got to, like, sit there and hold, and you can hopefully have quick, you know, quick access, because it's like, maybe you keep, like, 12 forms that you use regularly in there. But again, it still takes a lot of space. So the reason I like the card, they're just super, super easy to have out. If you say, like, I turn into a scorpion, I have my scorpion card out and ready because that's one of my forms that I'm going to be using at this level a lot. It's, you know, it's got blind sight, which is handy, and I can sting people. That's that's bit. It's a, it's just a normal scorpion, but it's cool, and I can kind of, like, come out and scare people. So I can put that next to my character sheet. It has all the information I need, and it's ready to go. And I can have my other cards sitting, you know, right next to me. And they're handy and lovely and easy to use. That is just kind of a revelation. Of course, you might be saying, well, I can easily write the information down and, you know, make cards myself. You could. There's nothing stopping you. The D&D community is super creative and it's full of talented people. But I do think Arcane Goods did a, a fantastic job with these. They're really well laid out. The, the, the graphics are clean. The cards are, are well made. They're, they're not the kind of thing that's gonna like fall apart 10 seconds after you get them. And, uh, even if, if you sleeve them, I think these are the kind of thing that are gonna sit on your table for as long as you're playing D&D, potentially. They're, they're, they seem like the kind of thing that's gonna hold up really well, especially if you sleeve them, just to, you know, kind of lay off the Cheeto dust and the general wear and tear. Another thing that I kind of really love about this is just like, the initial jump when you're like, okay, so you have your wild shape ability, and you're excited. You're like, okay, this is what I made a druid to be able to do, is to turn into cool animals. Being able to turn into all these different animals is going to be awesome. What animals can I turn into? And if you look in either the Player's Handbook or the newer book from Wizards of the Coast, Santhar's Guide to Everything, there are suggestions for creatures that you might have seen based on your environment, just like um, suggest like the spells that you get as a druid from a different place. If you pick a different region, you're going to have different spells that you're going to be good at. Whereas in this instance, it's like, okay, so I'm learning my beast shapes. Uh, I'm from, oh, let's say I'm from, okay, let's pick something common. I'm from the forest. You're from a heavily forested area. Okay, so... It has a cool little table that shows you kind of like what all the creatures are that might be common here and their challenge ratings and if they have a flyer or swim speed, which matters when you're at lower level because you can't have a flyer or swim speed. And you go, okay, um, I will have a panther and an elk and, you know, I would say pick a few. Talk it over with your GM and be like, okay, what's what what's in your wheelhouse right now? You've just learned to change shapes. You, you understand some animals. The thing that makes it so easy with this, the wild shape, is it has that same information. So you can just kind of like flip through and look. The 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 table in Xanthar's Guide is handy because it shows you the basic rundown of what you can and can't be. But the cards have all the abilities and stuff on them and the handy access. So you can just kind of like cl- flip through really quick and be like, oh, cool, hyenas. I want to, yeah, I want to be like pack tactics that's handy or like you know you might be like what a jackal i'm like oh wait they're actually pretty cool they have uh keen hearing and keen smell that's a pretty useful little ability to be able to run around with maybe you're just flipping through and you find something you wouldn't have thought of otherwise 
Whereas if you look in the book, it's like, oh, um, panther. Panthers are cool. And of course, as you're leveling up, you're going to be gaining, you know, new, new forms. Uh, at level four, you can take stronger forms and you can take forms with swim speed. So my character, because he's from the desert, uh, the forms I said, I'm like, okay, so we're going to pick some forms out of this deck to start him off. I'm like, okay, he can turn into a scorpion. He's from the desert. He's seen scorpions. It's a handy, tiny little form. Uh, mules. He's seen a mule. <laughs> and the mule is kind of cool because it can, like, it has advantage on strength and dex saving throws to avoid being knocked prone. And, uh, it can lift, it's considered a large creature for, like, carrying purposes, which is handy. Camel. He's seen camels. His, you know, he's, he's used to that. They've had them. Lizard. He's definitely seen a lizard. Uh, again, a lot of these are not going to sound super impressive, but he does have the uh, jackal, hyena, uh, a giant wolf spider. <laughs> you know, he's seen some big spiders. Like, yeah, we've got those. We've got those things. That's his big, like, battle form at this point. It's the toughest one he has. And I also said, you know, I'm like, well, he's been in the city a lot. So he's seen a lot of rats and he's seen a lot of cats since he came to the city. So he has a fair array of forms. Most of these are not going to be super useful in combat. The giant wolf spider would be handy. Hyena's decent, not amazing. Um, it's pretty fast. But, you know, most of these are more utility forms than like Kaleth turning into a giant tiger and just wrecking the house. Because Kaleth's awesome. But, you know, we're not there yet. I figured out that, like, in the new Critical Role comic, Kaleth must have been around in around level... Somewhere between level 4 and level 8. Because she mentioned she can't use wings yet. So, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of cool to see a character growing. I think that the druid is one of those things that, uh, is really popular, but there is definitely some work involved in, in it for like players and for GMs because the GM kind of either has to have ready access to be like, I want to turn into a bear. Okay. Let me get the monster manual. And, you know, I know we live in nowadays you have things like D and D beyond and, uh, digital tools that you can just be like, it's on my iPad flip. And you know, there it is. I'm kind of, I'm an old fart when it comes to d and I I like to have a physical thing because if I have the physical thing, nothing will go wrong. Your phone or your iPad or whatever, the battery dies and you don't have a charge. It's like, well, crap, I can't get to any of my stuff. Now I got to use the book. Having this deck of cards, you can just be like, oh, I can, you know, easily put that in my bag with my character sheet and whatever, you know, other stuff I bring to the game. And, you know, I can slide my, I would say 12 is where I would try to stay as a player. So right now I said, I'm like, I've got nine forms. I can add three more and kind of have them in rotation. Because, like, okay, people are going to say, well, why would you have the mule and the camel? They're both, like, you know, kind of equestrian animals. And I was like, well, the mule's just more useful. It's um, not as fast as the camel, but it's a little tougher, and it has some cool abilities to, like, carry and stuff. But if I was going along as, you know, we're campaigning and you end up in the desert, I'd be like, okay, I turn into a camel. For, you know, the, the period of time that I can remain in this form because we're going to be walking. And if the GM's, you know, using the environment, if you want, go back to the podcast episode we did GM tips about, you know, the weather and how to use the environment to your advantage. They're probably going to be asking you for roles related to that, you know, whether that's a, um, a constitution saving throw to avoid levels of exhaustion from walking through the desert under the scorching sun. I could say like, well, my camel, is adapted to this environment could i have advantage on this saving throw 
Your GM might say no. They might be like, no, you can't. But, you know, I, me as a GM, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. You're a camel right now. You have advantage on the saving throw. And, you know, you can probably even say, well, I'm a camel and I'm carrying two members of the party. The halfling and the gnome are riding on me. Did they get advantage on the saving throw? Because they're not even walking. So you can kind of help out the whole party. And, you know, I just think that's a cool thing that druids can do. (laughs) I know that's probably a stupid example, but I was just like, yeah, that would be that'd be cool if you were like, oh, I have these different forms and some of them are going to be adapted to different environments. I had this cool idea of like, if I was a druid and you end up like walking in these higher circles eventually, you know, I want to go see like all the menageries of the cool, of the, uh, the lords and things and be like, you know, do they have any cool animals and like doing sketches so you can learn different, learn different animal forms. The nice thing is with this deck of cards, you can easily just kind of be like, okay, so I've got my 12 animal forms or however many you want to use. You can kind of double, they, they, they layer really well too. So you could say like, these are kind of like my you, you could divide them between, like, you know, okay, I've got, like, my exploration forms, and I've got my, you know, combat-ready or movement forms. You know, it's like, if you get a form, like, I have the form of a cheetah. Well, a cheetah's not really very useful in combat. They're kind of, like, they're great for speed and nothing else. Uh, I don't even think a cheetah's in here, for the record. But I also don't think a cheetah's in any of the monster manuals or anything like that, so... Maybe you take, like, you're like, okay, so I have a, hmm, my fastest animal form right now is a hyena or a camel. You could say, like, okay, well, I'm going to turn into the camel and run through town because that's less scary than a hyena just coming, running through town. If you're, if you're hearing me talk about this deck and you're thinking, like, that sounds pretty cool, where, where can I get that? Definitely check out arcanegoods.com. Uh, again, they do make other cool items that are supposed to, to help make the tabletop experience a little easier. Um, the other really awesome thing, there's like condition cards. So if you're like, you're exhausted, you can hand them the condition card and you can hit, you know, the GM can hand this to the player and be like, you're exhausted. Here's what it means. That way you don't have to keep explaining it to them if they don't remember. Like you're poisoned. This is what this means. It's quicker and easier than explaining it if the player doesn't remember because why should they have to remember that hopefully they're not constantly poisoned another cool thing that they do have on the website i don't remember if i mentioned this or not is the they have little potion bottles they're just little bottles essentially that have d4s in them but they're supposed to be like healing potions so they have the right number of d4s for the varying levels of healing potion so when your character's saying like i use a healing potion you can hand them that type of healing potion and they have the D4s ready at hand and they can roll and heal again. So that's another, so yeah, uh, if you're looking for like cool stuff to have on the table to kind of like speed things up that are kind of like the accounting side of D&D, but in a, an innovative way, Arcane Goods is doing some interesting things. I'm looking forward to seeing more of their stuff in future. My first suggestion is to get the Wild Shapes deck. Even if you are just a GM and you're like, yeah, I'm not gonna play a druid ever. These are really handy little monster cards. Um, I've used some of these creatures. And again, yes, you can take the monster manual, you can transcribe it, you can, if you have D&D Beyond, I think you can pull the monsters off there and print them. I just like having, like, cards ready made so I don't have to, like, it definitely lends itself well to improvisational GMing. If you're like, oh, okay, um, you went in a completely different direction than I expected you to, and there's these, um, merchants who are now 
bringing this caravan through town and they're being attacked and you need like, uh, we need some jackals or we need some camels or whatever animal that you need, whatever random animal that the party has suddenly found itself fighting. You're like, uh, you open the basket. What's in the basket? A giant wolf spider. Okay, that's weird. Or a lion or what have you. So they do have use outside of just making a a druid or a druid, if you will. I just like the deck. It, it is, a, it is, it is, I, I like to see companies making cool things that actually serve multiple purposes. Really handy for the players and it's really handy for the GM because it, it just makes the GM's life so much easier when they don't have to like constantly go to the book to be like, oh man, you turned into some weird, I turned into an octopus and you're like, now I gotta, fi- you know, I have to find the book that has that weird creature in it. Give me a second. And then you have to like hold the book open or print something off real quick or any of that stuff. It's just kind of like, this is just such a, an elegant solution to those problems. It's, it's ready made. Even if you have to flip through every card in the deck, it, it takes seconds because the, the, the text is well written and laid out nicely and it's big and bold and you just be like, flip, 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 flip. Okay, got it. And you could like divide them up if you want to by like, you know, creatures that fly, creatures that are from different regions. So you can be like a giant octopus. That's going to be okay. Aquatic. I got something else with my order. I don't know if this comes with like every order or this just came with my, my stuff. They got these cool little like folding cards. They're uh, like whiter. They're like, I did test them out just to make sure they work and they do. Uh, they're, so you can write on them with like wet erase marker and they'll, they'll wipe clean. And it's got spaces for you to write, like, your armor class, your max HP, passive perception, your save DC. Uh, do you have dark vision, inspiration, stealth disadvantage, or initiative? You're going to write your initiative. Which is handy, because if you're playing... So the way it works is it's like a little foldable card, so you can write your initiative on the front, which is amazing for the GM, because the GM can just look and be like... Because you'll see every GM has, like, some method of initiative that works for them. I think this could be great for the GM to just have, like, a little placard, and then you just wipe it clean. Easy peasy. Super, you know, make make the GM's life a little bit easier. They're like, what'd you roll? Huh? I couldn't hear you. You're eating Cheetos or pizza or whatever. What what did you roll? You know, it's like, oh, you rolled a 14. Okay, thank you. And on your side of things, you can be like, my max HP is this beast is nine. My armor class is garbage, but I have dark vision. Oh, I have inspiration too? Cool. So I got in this, I got 10 of these. So, I mean, that's enough for a whole, that's enough for a, like a big party. That's enough for a, a bigger than critical role size party. So I don't know if that just came with uh, the wild shape deck or if that comes with everything they send out. I don't know. If it's like a little freebie giveaway, that's pretty cool. If it just comes with this, then it's still pretty cool. So if you're looking for neat things to add to your game, definitely check out Arcane Goods. Definitely check out the wild shape deck. That's my strong recommendation. But there are, as I said, other cool things. I'm really excited to try this class out because, again, it's one that always seems interesting. But I'm like, I just can't. I can't see myself sitting there and, like, copying the stuff out to do it. And I think my forms would be super limited. I don't think I'd be like, in that moment, it's like, okay, I'm falling through the the air. And I'm like, okay, um, never turned into a bird before. (laughs) I'm now, you know, high enough level to do it. I've seen birds. What bird do I turn into for the first time? And you think like, hmm, you know, I turn into a hawk and, you know, swoop down. I know some people will probably even say like, well, it doesn't have every creature. It, it, it doesn't have every conceivable creature that you could ever want to turn into. 
but neither does the monster manual or just about anything else that isn't some homebrew, you know, off, you know, online. Someone just sits there and like stats out every conceivable creature. Oh, for the record, I bought these. So I know sometimes people, some people might be annoyed with this episode and say like, you know, the, they, they sent me free stuff. So I, I devoted an episode to talking about their, their backup cards. No, I bought these. I saw them online. I, uh, I followed both these folks on Twitter. I saw the art for this and I was like, that looks really cool. The other thing I bought recently was roll, uh, critical role dice. Yeah. I'm watching a lot of, a lot of critical role. I'm enjoying the new season. I enjoyed the, the previous stuff. I could never really keep up with it. So I'm, now that it's over, I can sit there and be like, okay, I'm going to, get through an app this week and get through an episode or two before the new episode comes out. I also kind of like the deck because I think it's going to give you a focus, not just like, okay, so there's all the animals. Which ones do you want to turn into? You can flip through them quickly, find a few that you like, and acquire some minis. So if you're like, okay, I'm going to turn into a mule and a cat, and you can have minis for them. So when you're at the you know local game store and they're like, well, we have the used mini bin. You're like, oh man, I really need like um, a giant spider or a lion or whatever you're turning into or something that can work for that. It's just one of those things that you don't have to have it, but once you do, I think it makes your experience as a player a lot more fun and a lot easier. It's going to help the other players because they don't have to wait for you to find things. It speeds the process along like very, very rapidly to be able to be like, oh, um, oh, in this situation, I need to turn into something that I've never turned into. One sec. And you like flip through your cards and you're like, what could I conceivably have seen that is not in my normal rotation of animal forms? Oh, would it be conceivable to say that I can turn into an ape? I've never done it. But I, I pro- I've seen one, you know, and the GM, like, yes, you're high enough level now, even though you've never done it. It's fair to say you've probably seen an ape. And then for that first time you do it, as opposed to you flipping through the book and like, you know, it just takes longer. It, it just, uh, you know, being able to like dig through the cards is, is a little quicker. And then you can just lay it out very easily. You don't have to copy anything out. And it's definitely going to make the GM's life easier because... If you just like, and you're like, oh man, I need a creature really quick. Uh, oh, Mastiffs, perfect. You can put the card out. It's one of those things that I think if you're a GM, buy a deck, call it a day. If you're a player and you just like them, you just think they're interesting. Uh, Rangers could get a lot of use out of them too, probably because a lot of the Ranger animal familiars are in there. So it's really, really, it has a lot of use. It's, you know, ranger, animal familiars, super handy for that. The intended use as druids is super handy. And it also has that use of, you know, oh, GMs need a random creature. Boom, there you go. This is my go-to thing. This is the thing that out of everything on Arcane Goods, I'm like, I would buy this before I would buy anything else on there. And, you know, I did buy it. They didn't send it to me for free and say, like, plug us on your podcast. So if you're listening and you do decide to buy it from Arcane Goods... Thank you. Thank you for supporting people who make things to make one of the games that we all enjoy a little better. Podcast news. There are some cool things coming down the pipeline. We're going to have more Horde of the Dragon Queen soon. We did a poll online to see if people were interested in having us continue with that game. And we didn't get many votes, but the votes we did get indicated that, yes, there was an interest in us going back. For those who have been listening to the podcast for a long time, you'll remember we started doing Horde of the Dragon Queen, which was the first published module that Wizards put out for D&D 5e. We stopped 
for a couple of reasons. One of the players was no longer available, and uh, the other player is Jade, who is a great player, um, but she's also a writer, and she has a full-time job, so sometimes it can be difficult to get her to have, you know, the, the, the time to sit down and record something. So we are going to be going back to that. I'm going to try to have a couple of those episodes recorded before we go back to it. So keep an eye out for it. It's one of our more popular things. I, I'd say we're probably not going to have anything up before the, the summer rolls around for it, though. So this is just kind of a, a way in advance announcement. In other news, we're going to be starting something completely new. While we're doing Lamplighters and Adventures in Middle-Earth, we're recording more Adventures in Middle Earth, so we're having some of that. There's a world, a Dungeons and Dragons world that I have been working on for the past 10 years without realizing it. And I sat down with my world book and my notes and I printed it out and I realized this is over 200 pages of material that I've been compiling the entire time I've been GMing from the very first session of D&D I ever ran to, you know, the, the session I ran this afternoon. And I was like, you know, there's there's this world that I've built that I've never done anything with. And our campaigns, I love them. I love our Lamplighters game. I love Horde of the Dragon Queen. I love our, um, our Adventures in Middle Earth. Those are all great campaigns. But part of me wants to go and do something in our own world. So if you're listening to the podcast, you're like, I wish they would do something in their own world. That's coming down the pipeline. It's not going to displace any of our other things that we're doing. It's it's months off, but it is something that we're, you know, working on and thinking about. Uh, we were talking about that today. So who knows? Maybe it'll be really popular and we'll do a world book and, you know, be talking about that in a few months. I don't know. But yeah, I just wanted to share the wild shape thoughts. Sorry if people thought this was a boring episode. It was just something that I was like, this is really cool and I want to talk about it. I don't usually talk about like random items that I, I grab, but this is just super useful and handy. I'll try to post a picture of it either on the blog or maybe on Twitter. I don't know. I've been painting minis all day, folks, so I apologize if I'm kind of spacey today. Um, my camera is not working great, so I can't really get any good pictures today that I that I like. But to the people who did choose to sit there and listen to me ramble through all this, I hope you got some useful information out of it. Until next time, play more games and be safe, and we will see you soon. Bye!